You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What I'll say, what you test out out here is you have an hour in your day, you go for a hike. You have an hour in your day, you go to the beach. You There's so much more nature. There's so much more... Um, it's, uh, I don't want to say it's less hustle. It's less of a hustle environment, but it's more of a health conscious environment. It is like all of those like hilarious you know, stereotypes of it being out here. Like you are, you meet your friends for a juice and a hike. And some Botox or like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's a different, like, yeah, if you're not like crying about your divorce, getting Botox and like drinking a green juice while you're hiking Runyon, I don't know if you live in LA. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to Build for the Stage podcast. This is Joe Roscoe, founder and host of Build for the Stage, Broadway's number one fitness platform. If you haven't tried out Build for the Stage yet, go to the website, buildforthestage.com, and you can start a one-week free trial matched up with your own Broadway fitness coach, where we aspire to marry all things fitness and theater together. We are the bridge between that gap. So if you're lost in the gym or lost at home, and you're just trying to up your fitness game so that you can up your performance on the stage, we are the people for you. Special thanks to Broadway Podcast Network. You can check them out at bpn.fm. All right. Said those things. Oh, yeah. If you like the pod, subscribe, rate, leave a comment, swipe up, all those things. Okay, special guest, always special guest. Really excited to, to speak with her all the way over on the West coast in Cali. We're just kind of chatting before we hit record here that she's officially bi-coastal hopping from one side of the pond to the other. Please welcome to the podcast, Paloma Garcia Lee. Hi Paloma. Hi. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being on the pod. Everyone that's listening, if you haven't checked out the description of this episode yet, Paloma was recently uh, in the West Side Story movie. Um, she's been on Broadway a hundred times um, as an amazing performer. <laughs> we'll make sure we put her website, palomagarcialee.com, so you can simply click on that and check out all things Paloma on her website. Um, and we'll also put her handle up there for you to click on Paloma Garcia Lee. Love that branding. I always say that if you're a, a, a full-time listener here on the podcast, I love me some across the board, uh, in sync branding so that you don't make it confusing for anyone. So it's easy to find Miss Paloma. Paloma, how are you doing over there at, uh, two o'clock in the afternoon in Cali? I'm over here on the East coast. So lovely to see you finally and to meet you. Thanks for being on the pod. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, you know what? I actually reckon to say that it is warmer in New York right now than it is in California. It has also rained three days in a row. And if I wanted this weather, then I would have stayed in New York. So that's how we're doing <laughs> out here in LA right now. Um, right. But other than that, um, 
I still think the East Coast is the best coast, but don't tell anyone around here that I feel oh, that way. Okay, okay. Well, let's let's just jump into that. You know, <laughs> that's going to be one of our topics for this conversation. And we were talking all things kind of COVID before we hit record. And, and wouldn't you know it, it's just here we are again. Here we are again, the thick of it. Um, and since we're in the thick of it, these conversations keep coming up in my circle and just on, on the internet, you'll, you'll see it from uh, time to time. That big question of, is it time for me to try out LA? Should I take that leap of faith and, and see what it's like over there? And you have done the thing you have, uh, you were recently in, uh, Moulin Rouge. You're no longer with the show. You said, I'm going for this Cali, uh, gig here, this vibe, so tell us your experience so far, and if anyone's out there with questions or concerns or wonder, what kind of insight can you give us? You know, it was crazy. So yeah, I dabbled with that question for a decade. Um, the last time I was, the last and only time I've ever spent in Los Angeles, I was on the Phantom Tour. I was 18 years old, and we closed that tour out here at the Pantages Theater, and I thought then... I think I should stay. And I did the whole thing. I did agency meetings, did all, you know, I was like, I want to do film and TV full 10 years ago. Me being like, this is fun. Broadway's fun, but I've always wanted to act. So I wanted to stay out here. And then, you know, LA is a different beast. And I'll like get into a bit of my experience with how it's so different in a second. But, you know, I couldn't at 18 years old quite understand it as well as I could. I don't think I was as ready to kind of make that transition at that point. Um, so it's funny. So I've spent the last decade literally being like, I should have stayed in California. Oh, that's how interesting. Like I just keep feeling drawn out here. And then, um, long before any of the shows were coming back to Broadway, when we were still just like getting emails from Moulin Rouge with them saying like, we have no idea when we'll be back. But then they were asking us like, are you coming back? And I was like, well, when you let me know when back is, then I can even think about that. Um, and I just kept waking up every morning being like, well, if not now, literally when? Like I started just realizing, and I think the older I get, the more I start realizing that there is, there's rarely a perfect day that you wake up and being like, oh, this is the right time to make the leap. Oh, I feel perfectly primed today to do this terrifying big change in my life. And so I just decided to rip the bandaid off. And I just literally decided one morning I'm moving to LA. I'm going to go do it. I'm going to drive every earthly possession of mine across this country during a pandemic and get an apartment in Los Angeles. And when Broadway decides to come back, I'll see if that aligns with where I am then. But I was like, I just, it, it was a big lesson in living more presently than I think I had been living previously. Um, you know, I was living in a world where I had my shows planned out two years in a row and I knew what my, I thought I knew, right. We all thought we knew what our life was going to look like for the next few years. And then you get hit with that reality check of like, I don't know if there is the perfect day. So we have to take those leaps upon ourselves and jump and trust. So did it, drove everything out here um, and have been here for a little over a year now, which is wild. Um, when, you know, the shows decided, when Milan Rouge decided that um, they set a date to come back and all of that, I just had to really sit with myself and ask myself if that really was in alignment with the things that I want in my life now. And um, you know, especially with West Side Story coming out and again, me always ha wanting to do film and TV and then kind of continuing to, f I don't want to even say fall back because I, I obviously feel so grateful for all of my time spent on Broadway, but, um, kept going back to that comfort, to that safety net of what I found in that community. 
Um, so again, I took the leap to not return to the show and stay out here. And I'm now properly by coastal. I still spend a fair amount of time in New York, but, um, I'm transitioning away from my time on stage and finally taking the big jump to, uh, focusing on what I want. So Mm -hmm. it's been a crazy journey. Uh, but like what LA, I think LA to me in this moment is symbolizing the leap is symbolizing when everyone says, right, they want to try out LA. It's so different from New York. It couldn't be more different. Get used to spending 800 hours a day in your car. Get used to such a different life. But LA is also different now because it's not like LA is not in a pandemic. Like it's also happening out here. So this town does not look like what it usually does. Everything is virtual audition wise out here right now still until you get like far down the line to maybe like a screen test. But even a lot of testing is happening still over Zoom. Um, So it's still a very like virtual environment. But what I'll say, what you test out out here is you have an hour in your day, you go for a hike. You have an hour in your day, you go to the beach. You, there's so much more nature. There's so much more, um, it's, uh, I don't want to say it's less hustle. It's less of a hustle environment, but it's more of a health conscious environment. It is like all of those like hilarious, you know, stereotypes of it being out here. Like you are, you meet your friends for a juice and a hike. And some Botox or like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's a different, <laughs> it's a different, um, it's a different like, yeah, if you're not like crying about your divorce, getting Botox and like drinking a green juice while you're hiking Runyon, I don't know if you live in LA, but. <laughs> so I always like to point, I always like to point this out to the guest when they just like fire out a hot one liner, like you just did there. That'll definitely be the cold lead in for this episode. And I cannot wait for everyone to hear it for sure. Um, (laughs) It's true. It's true. It's a different, it's, um, it's different here. And anyone who I suggest to anyone who's like wanting to try it or who sits over lunch with their friends and has been saying that for a year, five years, a decade, just do it. Because you're not going to wake up one day, maybe you will get a job, maybe you will get that opportunity that will bring you to the place. But I guess it's like, such a big lesson that me and so many of my peers and so many of my friends are learning right now is like, go live your life and be present. Because like, you know, these thoughts that we have for ourselves a year from now, might not be a, you know what I mean? What COVID taught us all is like this world, our jobs can be taken away in a day. And like, who are you? Who is the human underneath all of this? And what do you want? And what do you want to go experience? So Mm -hmm. today is the best day yet to make the decision to go and just trust yourself enough that you'll figure it out. And also, if you don't like it, New York is still there and you can go back. So that's such a freeing thing. I think we think so many times in life that these, um, these decisions that we have to make are like end all be all. And I think that goes from even back to, um, I remember when I was debating going to college or not. And being like that decision weighed on me like an anvil, like truly was like the heaviest thing. And then I just remember someone saying to me being like, go or don't go, both of those can be done or undone. And Mm. it was so like, oh, like move or don't move, do a thing, don't do a thing, just choose a path, free yourself into making a decision and then know that you can like revise from there. So that's been a thing. And I mean, I love it. I love it here. It's, um, it's nice. I like driving. I really love the health aspect of being out here. I've hiked so much this year. You know, even you get in the car and you drive an hour, you can do that in New York too. It's just weather permitting is a little bit better out here. I say that as it's dumping rain outside, but usually, you know, it's usually sunny and warm and you just, you go and that's the culture. 
is hiking. The culture is fitness. The culture is taking care of your yourself in a way that I find uh, New York hasn't always um, supported as much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. New York will take some years off your life, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> with you being out uh, on the West Coast and recently just played uh, Graziella in uh, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, tell us a little bit about that experience. You were in uh, Fosse Verde in the TV series, um, but uh, I, I want to say like this had to have been – I don't want to say life changing, but like a huge part of your journey. Like, wow, what an epic experience for you. So congratulations, first of all, that, you know, you landed that gig and and you did the thing. So congrats. And and just tell us a little bit about that. I, I would say dream of a, of a gig right there. Yeah. You know, life changing is such a dramatic phrase and it's so <laughs> accurate <laughs> for this. It's so accurate. I, I made the biggest changes of my life after while filming and right after filming that. And I think, um, there is something, this is about to sound so motivational book, but I'm also like deeply that person. I'm the most like woo woo, every self-help book on the shelf, but, um, we're here for when, it. We're here for it. <laughs> when you realize that your wildest dreams can come true and then they do, it just really opens up the floodgates of like, Oh, I want my, I want to expand my dreams. I want to run after these things. Cause again, right. Like, I don't know. We live so much in this anticipa anticipation of things coming our way. I want to, I want to. And then one day you wake up and you're on set with Steven Spielberg four feet from you playing your dream role. And you're like, Oh, I'm, I am, I'm doing the thing. And now from here, what do I want to do? Knowing that it is possible. It's tangible. And, um, mm. that's what that whole process was. I mean, of course, um, I hope everyone who's listening has gone to the theater to see it. I know it's crazy times. If you feel safe, mask up and go, it is meant to be seen in the theater, see it on the IMAX, the biggest screen you can possibly see it on. It is a masterpiece. It's so beautiful. And to be a part of something like that, of course, in and of itself is so special and I'm so grateful for it. But what it really taught me is watching these people stepping into Hollywood at that level. I think for all of us, over 50 feature film debuts happening there. And we're seeing so many people, Ariana DeBose, Mike Feist, David Alvarez, we're seeing so many Broadway folks make these huge transitions in this way, but we all would just like sit on set and we would all just like eyes wide stare at each other being like, yo, we're here right now doing this yeah. on this level. And like, this is so possible. And then you look at Steven who has like, what a career that that human has had. And he is still dreaming and pushing himself to be better, to be stronger, to be more expansive as an artist. And then you're like, what a masterclass it was seeing that up close, mm -hmm. seeing someone at that age, at that level, still having like dreaming bigger than ever. And it just really like, I would just go home at night and I would journal these pages and I would just sit <laughs> and people would be like, are you good? Like, are you, and I would just be like, everything's changing. Like the plates mm -hmm. of my life were shifting because I was like, I don't want to play it safe anymore. I want to go after my wildest dreams. I want mm -hmm. to, um, like when you really stop and ask yourself, what do you really want? What do you really want to do? Who do you really want to be? What do you really want to accomplish in this lifetime? I find we've been so conditioned socially um, and even in our industry to um, dim ourselves a little bit into something that seems uh, attainable, achievable. Mm -hmm. And we kind of like 
censor ourselves in being able to even say what it is that we really want. Um, and so this experience just made me start being like, oh, I'm going to start proclaiming the things that I want and really start going after them and making, you know, you knew, you know, this from the work that you do, like, what can you do every day towards the goals that you have and really like filtering decisions that you're making all along the way is this in service to who I want to be the human I want to be the career I want to have the body I want to have the life I want to live, you know? So it was really a masterclass in that. Yeah, that's really what it is. That's all it is, is the day in and day out. Because if you aren't doing the things that you need to be doing day in and day out, then things like West Side Story never come about. Um, I think about Mike Feist. I actually go way back with him. We did um, Hairspray and 42nd Street in New Hampshire in 2011 together. That was my first time uh, meeting him and working with him. And Mike was like, he was like a modern day Gene Kelly, the way he approached rehearsals. I'm a huge Gene Kelly fan and and kind of fall, not followed up. I uh, studied his career and just what they said about him on set and how he acted. And Mike really reflected that to me. Um, but we were in this like, you know, little theater in New Hampshire that, you know, no one really, it's not Broadway. And, you know, Mike uh, and everyone else that was making their, uh, screen debut with you if they had the mindset of like oh i'm i'm here i'm so far away from a dream and allowing that i'll I'll call it an invisible wall you know that we put up for ourselves to to limit us to hold us back you're not gonna you're not gonna get there but you have to be where you're at and where you are is where you are and if you don't keep moving forward you're never going to end up um in those dreamlike places that you just found yourself this past year um, so I hope everyone's listening to, you know, what Paloma is saying here. It's like, yo, don't wait for an experience like West Side Story. It's start speaking it into the universe now and don't just speak it. Start working, start grinding, start putting your uh, one foot in front of the other. So sorry, I just went on that little tangent, but no, I just it's such an important tangent. And exactly like yeah. you said, you know, actors and Mike is getting so much recognition for this right now. And having worked with him, I mean, you know, so, so intensely on this film and so intimately, like it is that it's where you can begin. I mean, it's, I think it's on mugs, begin where you are with what you have. <laughs> like it, and that yeah. is enough. That's more than enough. Like, you know, those like really silly motivational things of like where you are today is the start and you can start right now. There's also another yeah. quote that someone um, posted yesterday that I'm about to butcher. I love butchering really important quotes. It's like a favorite thing that I do. But it was talking about like wanting to do excellent work. And it was literally like, great, simply stop doing anything less than excellent from this moment forward. And even in these little steps that we do every day, like you can be excellent and exactly no matter what theater you're at, no matter what show you're in, no matter what class you're in, no matter what you're doing today, um, show up excellent, show up yeah. the way you would show up to set with Steven Spielberg, because one day you will be on set with him. So like start that practice now. And I'm sure, um, you know, actors like Mike, yeah, exactly. Like there's an, there's an intensity, there's a care, there's a respect of the art of the craft but also a respect of one's own self of being like, I know what I can control is how I show up to my life every day. And that will, um, you know, I really believe in the law of attraction. And the more you practice that, the more you're going to draw experiences that align with your dreams, with your desires um, to you. So it is, it's like everything is so 
it's all just so possible. And I really don't feel Mm. like there's enough voices saying that out there where, yes, am I so grateful? Am I so like still, I watch, I've seen West Side six times now, (laughs) which is so many times. Um, But every time I watch it, I'm like, whoa, that's me. (laughs) Crazy. Like that experience still happens. But then when people are like, oh my God, can you believe it? And it's such a like not okay answer to be like, I can, I can fully believe that that's me because that is Mm -hmm. what I've wanted and worked towards my entire life. So it's like the more we can kind of feel that with ourselves of like, start, don't stop and believe and Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I almost think, (laughs) I almost think the socially cliche and acceptable modest reply of, Oh no, I, I can't believe it happened. It culturally makes us view others as either a lucky or B like an, an overnight success. But really what you just said is, no, I can't believe it because I've been busting my ass for X, Y, Z days, months, and years. And no one really saw that or took note of it until boom, I'm on the screen. And now it's like, Oh, Oh shoot. Paloma hit it big. Like lucky her when in reality, no, it's, I, like you said, I uh, was striving for excellence, whatever that was relative to who I was at that moment. And I kept striving for that day in and day out. And I expected it of myself and expected the results to come through. And, and you just got to keep swinging at the plate and eventually you'll hit and boom, there you are on the screen. But by no means was it overnight. And just to kind of retrace my steps, like if you're listening to this, I started this podcast on a cell phone and a lapel mic splitter that I plugged into my cell phone and was sitting on the streets of New York with drunk people and cars zipping by interviewing, you know, whoever the hell I can interview that was my client at the time. You know, I I didn't just magically end up here, you know? And uh, yeah, I hope everyone, Thank you for spitting this fire, Paloma. Thank you so much. I hope well, because we're not we're not talking, and also we're not anyone who is achieving. And I'm using achieving in like italics with some air quotes. Like whoever's out here doing the thing needs to be more vulnerable in sharing when it didn't happen. Which is why I'm out here being like, I literally did West Side Story when I was 15 years old, and I've been trying for I'm 30 now almost 15 years to get back to a role I played at 15 years old. I did not book the 2009 Broadway revival. I did not, you know, I, there's so many no's that happen to us. There's, there is so much that happens behind every Instagram post that says like, you know, exciting news. Can't tell you like first day of rehearsal. Like there's so much that work that goes into all of these things that happen and so much persistence and so much, you know, I love telling, especially actors coming into this business, I couldn't get an agent to sign me when I moved to New York. And then I had an agent sign me who dropped me saying that I wasn't a versatile enough performer to make it on Broadway. And like, had I, you know, I share that with everybody. I have no shame around that. I just share it to say like, had I listened, had I been like, oh, a big New York agency, and this was a major agent, like told me that I don't really have what it takes to do it. And I'm not versatile enough to do this. Had I listened, what would have happened? You know, like, it's you, uh, like you gonna, wouldn't have, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have six Broadway shows on your resume. That's what would have happened. 
So that yeah, agent. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, that agent was at opening night of my sixth Broadway show, and it's rich every time to this day when I see them. It's rich. <laughs> yeah. I've seen them. Of and being course, like, of course. and I don't even know if they remember. And the thing about it, why we have to be so um, outstanding with our word is I don't even know if they remember telling me that, but that whatever that meeting sat, sits with me to this day that yeah, that was word- done to me. Yeah, yeah. I just posted uh, a couple of days ago my high school uh, musical theater coach that was helping me for my college auditions. I saw him just make his debut in Waitress um, a few weeks back. I mean, he's been with the show, but that was his first Broadway show. But for me, I remember his words when I was 18, which was, I don't know, 12, 13, a long time ago. You're like, it's just <laughs> six months ago, but we're not counting. <laughs> I remember those words like so vividly. These were positive words, but yes, like first off, uh, your words matter, everyone listening, but the words that come to you, yes, they, they matter, but it depends on how you want to use them. Um, I'll use a sports analogy. I apologize, but I think everyone listening will at least know who Tom Brady is. Tom Brady was picked in the sixth round of the NFL draft, which is the last round. And he was the last quarterback picked. And he is now slated as probably the greatest quarterback to ever play football. So another example of some, yeah, last quarterback picked last round of the draft and boom, he's the (laughs) best NFL quarterback ever. And the same thing with Paloma and the agent of like, Hey, you just, you don't got it. You're not versatile enough. And if Paloma was like, okay, okay, this doesn't happen. I'm not interviewing you right now. No. Well, so. and that's the thing. And it's like, I, you know, how many times like, yeah, persistence, patience, belief, and staying in line. And like you said, like the odds just keep going after the things that you want. Like that's such, I mean, but I'm there right now. And just know that that never ends. Like no matter how successful you are, no matter where you get, you still end up, especially as an artist in this place, as a creator, as a performer, as a human, right? Actually, as a human, the, you just keep growing. Your dreams keep growing. You keep having to advocate for yourself, trust yourself, work towards what you want. And then when you achieve what you want, you start again. Um, my friend always mm-hmm. used the analogy for me. You know, when you're like, God, I'm back here again, all those moments in life where you're like, how can I be back here again? But she said, like, you know, we're constantly climbing a mountain. And so you do get back to that same face of the mountain over and over, but you're further on your journey. And I always Mm -hmm. loved that. And so it's like, just know that, like, if you're out there, if you're listening to this and you are stepping into the industry and you are hustling and you are auditioning and it's not come through yet, just know that hustling, auditioning and hearing no is forever, is forever. And you keep getting back to that face of the mountain every time you achieve, you go back to that zero and you achieve and you go back and it just continues going that way. So it's like, you know, just keep trusting yourself to take leaps, invest in yourself, invest in yourself as a human being, what fulfills you, what sparks you, um, what inspires you and hold tight to that every day and then just keep showing up. And I think it's amazing I just keep learning. It's amazing what comes into my life when I just keep showing up for myself every day. It's unbelievable. Love it. Two more questions and then we'll let you go. Um, Give us for everyone that's going to be seeing West side or did see it. Give us one of your favorite moments of the process while filming. Mm, Oh my gosh. Um, There's so, there's (laughs) so many. Um, 
Dance at the Gym one, is two, iconic. No. Yeah, I have like okay, a hundred. Yeah, yeah. um, first off, we don't often talk about how long we worked on that project. The boys started rehearsal, I think, in February. This is a long time ago now. But um, in February of that year, and we didn't wrap shooting until the end of September. So we, like this movie that you go and sit and watch for two hours and 40 minutes, we took a long time to make. And so Dance at the Gym, when you're watching that, we shot that for over a week. That's over a week of 12-hour days to put together that one dance number. And I'll never forget, we're at the gym. It's the first day. We are lit. Everyone, there's no chill. If you follow any of us on Instagram, no one has any chill about this project. All day, every day, all we're doing is photo dumps. We just share everything about it. It's like everyone is so in love with this film. Um because we all just knew the moment we were in, we're all very grateful for it. So anyway, we're in this gym, we're filming in a Catholic school out in Brooklyn. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the windows are tarped, everything. We're just in this, there's no air conditioning in this gym and we have movie lights. Like this is a big old thing we're doing in there. So there's no air conditioning. There's no draft. And so we're literally like sweltering at the crack of dawn, you know, for this, you're called at four 30 in the morning to start. And I just remember all of us, and we were also like sweaty with excitement. Like everyone was just like so jittery. It was the first moment we had all 60 Jets and Sharks together. We have over 200, like we have so many background actors in this and all these bodies in this gym. And you look around and everyone, we do like the first pass and it's that cam shot, if you've seen it, um, this massive, um, it was like a spider cam that they use in sports arenas. Um, and so it's this massive shot up and over of us dancing. And um you know, it's our first time we hear three bells quiet on set. Everyone's just like, whoo, we're about to like start filming this like intense thing. We do the first pass at this section. <laughs> you just look around and everyone is slime sweating. Everyone is literally like can't breathe. They're so hot. We were so <laughs> messed up. I remember Sean Jones in particular, just like, just like sweat, like I've never seen human beings sweat before in my life. <laughs> and all of a sudden it dawned on us that this was going to be the whole entire time filming this dance, that we were going to be like overheating also while filming it. Um, so anyway, I don't know why that's like a favorite moment of mine, but it was just that, you know, you see no, this thing that. on screen that is so... Um, Oh, just like flawless dancing and this, that, the other. Know that we are dying of heat in that. How, but also how many, in America, yeah. they filmed oh. that in a heat wave, you know, out on the streets. In it was like a hundred and something degrees. Like the pavement literally burned through Ariana's shoes while she was like the rubber on her shoes melted. It was that hot while we were doing it. So it was um it was a hot, fun summer of us bonding <laughs> over these dance were, numbers. Were there a ton of holds for like makeup touch ups or people sweating through their costumes? <laughs> like how 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 did they we manage that? Barely touched on this in a few interviews, but like David Alvarez had the biggest pit stains the entire time we shot that number, but they're not in the movie. So really that's movie magic. If all of us see anything um, <laughs> like that, but uh, yeah, so many holds for that. Also like on, you know, there's um, some, when you're filming, it's such a different process than obviously rehearsing for the stage or doing a Broadway show. So like when you're flipping the camera around, you probably have, you might have a half hour, you might have an hour between things. And so they would just like bring in, air conditioners uh or we would just go outside but it was also june and it was funny when like the 90 degrees outside was like a reprieve from the mm -hmm. the air inside but um 
yeah, lots of holds for makeup, but then also just like pacing for ourselves of how to um, work in an environment like that, where you're like, we're having to do things, you know, 10 takes of something. How do you stay fresh when you're literally that exhausted? It was such a, it was such a learning curve, especially for, I mean, all, most of us come from the stage with this, um, of being like, Oh, we're going to be on this 32nd section for 12 hours. Oh, okay. How do we work like this? How do we pace ourselves? How do we, you know, and of course the shot, but you know, sometimes it's the first shot, but like you have to be as fresh on that 10th shot as the first when you're dying. But they kept us like, you know, even Steven at one point brought in like legit fresh cracked coconuts for us. Like only Spielberg could do that. There was like a whole break and all of us are holding like real coconuts like in our costumes. (laughs) So they tried to keep us hydrated the best they could. Cute. Well, those are some, those are some awesome stories. So, um, thanks for sharing that and we're going to let you, we're going to let you go. Paloma, thank you so much for being on the episode. Really appreciate it. Thank you for the inspiration. Appreciate that. So, uh, yeah, everyone make sure, make sure you follow up, uh, with Paloma on her website, palomagarcialee.com. Check her out on Instagram, Paloma Garcia Lee. And yeah, if you like the episode, please share it with your friends and keep on keeping on if you learned anything from this episode i'd say that would be the theme it's just you can do it you're worth it if you're putting the work in just let the work work um so yeah thank you so much paloma yeah thank you so much for having me all right everyone that was paloma garcia lee on build the stage podcast we'll see you on the next one later Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.